What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We are into 2020. Welcome to the show. It's Fantasy Football Today. It is third Thursday, right? I've lost track of the days. Thursday. January 2nd, hope everybody had a happy new year. Special guest on the show today, Shraggy B, Ben What's Schrager. Up, What's going on, man? Not much. Happy new year. Happy new year to you. Get a little closer to the mic. Don't be a stranger. All right, we're there in. There you go. Yeah. Um, what's go- what are we doing on the show today? You're the producer. Oh, we've got some great. Th- we're previewing all the matchups this week, but the most important thing, top 12 for next year. We'll see where people have Michael Thomas. We'll see what Derrick Henry's status is. I don't know what Jamie thinks. We'll see, but it's going to be a fun Is he show. in your top 12? Is he in your top 12? My top 12. In PPR? Okay. Um, yeah, actually, I don't think that's the most important thing. I think the DFS stuff is the most important thing. But whatever. Well, they're both going to be on the show. We also have some news and notes for you. Jamie's here. Ben's here. I'm Adam. I'm here. Uh, let's get started. Are there players that you really like this week in DFS? We got four games. We got the Bills and the Texans. We got the Titans and the Patriots. We got the Seahawks at the Eagles. And we got the Saints hosting the Vikings. Who are some you know, players that are popping for you. Uh, I'll be playing a lot of Greg Ward and Travis Homer. Those are probably my two really? favorites for this week based on what their pricing is and what their roles are. Those are definitely players I looked at because, yeah, if you're going to need some cheap players, only four games, right? If you want to get Michael Thomas in your lineup, I think a lot of people are going to be heavy on the Saints, right? So Ward usually gets about seven targets. Most wide receivers who get seven targets against the Seahawks do well. Not Greg Ward, though. He had six catches for 40 yards. And then with Homer, like, is there any chance he's going to score a rushing touchdown? Doesn't matter. He's going to catch PPR. probably five or six passes. Yeah, yeah sir, I like him more in DraftKings than FanDuel. Get the full so PPR. We can talk both. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll okay. talk both. <laughs> yes, we're talking both. How about you? Players Michael really Thomas like? got to lock in. Michael Thomas at home. The guy's been unbelievable. Nine plus catches in every game at home this year. Only wow. one game under ten catches at home. And it's the playoffs. It's Drew Brees heating up. Michael Thomas is locked in. He might be the chalk, and I don't care. I def like are we highest on the Saints? Is that yeah, safe I mean, to it's say? the highest it's the highest um you know, team they're the highest total? favorite. Yeah. So I haven't looked at the team told yet. Oh, they're they're the, the favorite. biggest favorite. Yeah. Right. And okay, so Bree like Breeze on DraftKings is a great value. He's like a hundred dollars more than Josh Allen. He's the second cheapest quarterback second most expensive quarterback. I think Russell Wilson's more expensive than him. On FanDuel, Breeze is pretty pricey. You gotta pay off for him, but that's the guy that I want. If not him, if you're going to pivot to another offense, to me, I really like Josh Allen. I like what Josh Allen's done in prime and like show in spotlight games this year. 
Played great against the Patriots. Played great at Dallas. Played pretty well at Pittsburgh. Um, I think he's got a chance here. They have a pretty. I, I just like Josh Allen. Yeah, Vandal, you can play. I thought there was some issue with Vandal that you couldn't do both the whole slate. No, I got it. Should be the four game slate this week. Yeah, there, there, there were some complaints about that though. I saw it was not easy to find, and I, I, you know, that was interesting. But no, that's go in there and just make sure you select the Sunday main slate. And yeah, you know, I got my lineup. It's got Drew Brees. It's got Michael Thomas. John Brown, I really like. Oh, it's the millionaire tournament. You can't do okay. Yeah. Millionaire. All right. Um, how about players we don't like? Ben, anyone you're fading on Ooh, DFS? This week? I really don't like the Vikings wide receivers. It's Thielen finally played a ton of snaps in Week 16 and did nothing. Goose egg. Yeah. Diggs production went down when Thielen returned. So I'm staying away. Even though they're going to be trailing, they're going to be throwing the ball. I don't like either of their receivers. Jamie. Uh, AJ Brown. I think it's going to be a tough game for him. I think Tannehill's history and Foxborough something you want to avoid. Um, the Vikings guys, I think, you, you know, Dalvin Cook should be fine, hopefully, with the shoulder injury. But, you know, I think that's going to be the Saints' focus is probably try and take him away. So, you know, as, we, as we've seen, one hit to his shoulder, it's been a problem for him. So that's You're something right. I think could be an issue yeah. that if he takes a hit the wrong way, you don't want to, you know, deal with that. Also, we forgot to mention a player that we actually really like. It's kind of a sneaky one. If Zach Ertz is out, Josh Perkins is a tight end. And he's really yeah. cheap. And he played one game without Ertz, and he had a really good game against the Giants in Week 17. So that's someone you could save money on. Uh, we'll talk much more about these in a little bit. I don't think I'm going to have any Dalvin Cook because, yeah, you can't trust the health. And the Saints' run defense has still been ridiculous, even in three games since Sheldon Rankins run uh, got hurt. And Dalvin Cook's averaging like 3.3 yards per carry in his last six games. They just haven't been a very good running team lately. Um, and then Derrick Henry's really interesting, guys, because in wins, in nine wins, he's averaging 129 rushing yards per game, 5.74 yards per carry. In six losses, Derrick Henry is averaging 63.5 rushing yards per game. It's basically half of his average in wins and 3.77 yards per carry. They could win. They could win. But that stat does stand out to me. And his non-PPR fantasy points and losses, 15, 10, 13, 2, 21, and 8. The game I had 21 fantasy points. He actually had three catches, 36 yards, and a receiving touchdown. He's Michael Thomas. He's Michael Thomas. So I don't think I'm going to be playing Derrick Henry and the Patriots don't give up rushing touchdowns either. Ever. So that's a what, one scare. to a running back all yeah. year, I believe? Unless, no, they didn't give up one Just in week one. 17 to a running back. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so we'll come back. We'll give you some DFS lineups, some more tips, and get into that. We got three episodes. You know, Ben always tells me what to promote. Why don't you promote it today, Ben? All right, we got promote. three episodes a week, all off season, uh-huh. plus bonus pods. So any big news that comes out, Jamie's hopping on, Adam's hopping on, Heath. Dave, everybody's hopping on for these bonus podcasts. How about that, Jamie? So He's we're all ready for that. What to do. <laughs> and then do. we also have the award show next Tuesday, Tuesday the 7th. We're going to vote in the Facebook group, Fantasy Football Today on Facebook. You could vote for the comeback, the uh, biggest rookie of the year, the best waiver wire pickup, the worst waiver wire pickup. I know we had a good discussion on that. Yeah. Is it Mike Boone, Brian Hill, Ty no, Johnson? No, it's Ty Johnson. No, it's Mike Boone. It's I Ty it's Johnson. You spent all your fab on Ty Johnson. And he was ninety three percent owned. You did. And no, I didn't spend. I was like, I was like, screw that. I'm getting JD McKissick, and we were. I was obviously wrong too. Wrong. But people spent so much fab on Ty Johnson, and he was terrible. And he was only. He was probably only started one week. And well, what about all the money they couldn't spend when they lost their championship because they started Mike Boone? Yeah, it was Mike Boone's the worst. 
Uh, well, you know what? We'll let the people decide. So hop in the Facebook group, vote on that. You can leave an Apple Pod review to vote on the biggest bust of the year. People aren't saying Juju, but I think Juju should be up there despite no. the Roethlisberger injury. Oh. People give them, people give him uh, a Have break. You can give him Injuries a pass. Injuries are always kind of... It was bad. It was so really bad. I'm voting for Le'Veon Bell. Who, also who? wrong. David Johnson. I think David Johnson. Oh, that's right. I think you kind of convinced David me. David Johnson's <laughs> the number one, right? I don't know, because like I said, like David Johnson, I, I would say that before the Kenyon Drake trade, David Johnson was, was a hundred, was definitely better than Le'Veon Bell, right? I don't know, definitely. I think, yes. I don't think it was close, cause he was scoring. He was like, a top eight running back. Yeah. And we did a mid-season mock draft, and we all had him, I believe. Well, he went in the top That's 10. That's because Ben Gretsch takes him. That he would have no. gone, he would have gone in the I first have round. top 20 for the next year. He's got David Johnson tough. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I still think it was Bell because Johnson before the Drake trade was a must start guy and played like a must start guy. Bell would play like a number like a low end number two running back all year. And you know, uh all right, we'll see. We'll let the people decide. All right, let's do our early top uh top twelve for twenty twenty. This is in PPR. Christian McCaffrey won. Yes, log no. in. Yeah, yeah, right. Who's Ben have? <laughs> uh Christian McCaffrey won. All right. Hey, Brown. I'll let Jamie uh give you the uh the rights here to the to the first top twelve. Go ahead. Um this will be on the site. We did this on CBS Sports HQ as well. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle for me. Okay, now let's do it again. And a little slower. McCaffrey, Thomas. <laughs> Tom, who was the third? Saquon. Barkley. Go ahead. Zeke. Zeke. Dalvin. Dalvin. DeAndre. Hopkins. Adams. Adams? By the way, I had to write a very funny sentence on the wide receivers that Adam likes Cooper better than Adams in breaking down the wide receivers. Yeah. You have Amari Cooper ahead of Devontae Adams. <clears throat> yeah, I don't um, know how I feel about that, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Go ahead. Uh, Hopkins, Adams, Julio, Kamara, Chubb, okay. Kelsey, and Kittle. Kelsey and Kittle making your first round. Kelsey, by the way, was a full point better per game in PPR than Kittle. Uh, Kelsey was, I believe he would have been wide receiver 13 this year. Um, I have this in my notes somewhere. And, um, cause I was considering him as well. Did not quite make the cut. I think one thing that's so interesting and Jamie, you have, let's see, you have McCaffrey, Thomas, so Thomas two, Hopkins at six, Adams at seven, Julio at eight, four wide receivers in your first round. Mm-hmm. This was a terrible year for wide receivers. And it comes off of 2018, which was a great year for wide receivers, but, I think there are really easy arguments against DeAndre Hopkins and against Julio Jones. And Devontae Adams just didn't have that good of a year. Well, if you take their points per game, and if you take it in the in the sample sizes, I think that matter. So for Adams, if you take his numbers post-toe injury, yeah. he would have been the number three receiver in PPR, points per game. Right, but it was but it was a down year. Oh, you, you, for the position, yes. But, but all, and like how many games he had a terrible... How many games did no, he have... How many games did he have in that stretch after the toe injury with like less than 40 yards or less than 50 yards? I don't know. My internet's not working right now. So, yeah. So it was just kind of weird. Um, he just wasn't himself. And then you look at Hopkins with Fuller. Luke Hopkins all season having, so he, his three great seasons, 2015, 16, 18, over 20 fantasy points per this game. This was his PPR. worst year non-Brock Osweiler. Right. He's like 17 fantasy. He was like three points per game PPR worse this year than he was in his three very consistent, very awesome 
you know, number one ish. Yeah, he was still a top five receiver because the position was so down. Yeah, this year. like Chris Godwin was better than everybody except for Thomas. Yep, he was the second best receiver. Um. Okay. So so uh, what's your top twelve? Top twelve: McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Zeke Elliott, Kamara, Hopkins, Derrick Henry, mm. Julio Jones, Mixon, Fournette, Tyreek Hill. Fournette. Wow. That's interesting. McCaffrey, Barkley, Cook, Thomas, Zeke, Kamara. So five running backs in your first six. Then Hopkins, then Henry, Julio, Mixon, Fournette, and Hill. Wow. Talk about 10, 11, 12. Mixon, Fournette, and Hill. Mixon, I mean, he was RB4 from week 10 on, and it's Joe Burrow time. So, I mean, he did better with the better quarterback and Andy Dalton playing. So I don't see why he's going to be outside the top 10 of running backs. Jamie, what do you think of Mixon next? Uh, I think he's a second-round pick. Um, and you're the only one of the five other people that have ranked Mixon that have him in the top 12. Uh, he does not have him in his top 10 running backs. You don't have him in your top 10 running backs? No, I, um, I think I have him 11. Ben Gretsch does not have him in his top 10 running backs. So It's a not strong even, group. Not, not even a first-round pick. But no, but it's a strong group. I mean, he could easily finish. I have like Aaron Jones ahead was, of him. I have Derrick Henry ahead of him. He was great uh, in the second half of the season. He did that with both quarterbacks. It started with Ryan Finley, then it went to Dalton when Dalton got the job back. He did it without Jonah Williams playing the entire season. You know, so offensive line should be better. Uh, I would imagine they addressed that position as well, at least with it. You know, pro- hopefully somebody on the right side. Um, they just paid their center. So there's there's a lot to like about Joe Mixon. It's just a matter of you know you've talked about this a lot. His numbers wins and losses i think he sort of dispelled that this year about how he's performed yeah because he was so good but um he's not a huge catch guy uh no he can but be. he can be four catches you know i don't think he's going to be a six catch guy you know he could be on a good day you know four to five catches on a bad day two to three you know? definitely a guy that was tough to leave out of a top 10 at running back i don't think he's a first round pick but again like i, I like i he, to you Joe Mixon is kind of like how I feel about Miles Sanders, I think. Just love Miles well, Sanders. Well, Heath did a, believe it or not, um, I don't know, three weeks, final three weeks of the season at some point, where he said Mixon's not a top 20 pick. And I sort of chastised him a little bit because, you know, you're taking the easy way out by saying he's not a second-round pick. I mean, he's he's a second-round pick. Um, he said he would take him non-PPR, I think, 22, 23, and I think PPR early round three. Um I mean, would you take so, him over Josh Jacobs? Because it's I do very similar do. touches. I don't, and he's going to catch the ball more. But as of now, it looks that way. I think that they'd be smarter to get Jacobs more involved in the passing game. But they're very similar. It's just yeah, I I don't really have a strong preference. If you that's the thing. Like I said to Jamie, New Year's resolution. Nobody's going to tell me I reached on someone. If I want someone, I'm taking him. If you want Joe Mixon in the first round, take him. There, it's totally just there are uh, I think of the five of us who I wrote about. Um, there was seven running backs, I think, that we all agreed on, which were McCaffrey, Saquon, Cook, Zeke, Kamara, Chubb, and Henry, that we all had ranked in the top ten. And then there were three guys, three to f- three or four guys that we all differed on. Like for me, I had Aaron Jones, Mixon, and Fournette rounding out my top ten. You had Sanders, Jacobs, and I think Jones, Jones rounding out your top ten. Ben had Jones. He had to have Sanders. Jones, Sanders, and maybe Mixon for him. I think it was him. Heath had didn't have Mixon. He had Fournette, 
Uh, he put Gardner Minshew at running back. <laughs> um, but he had Fournette. Uh, I forget who else it was, but anyway, um, there was there was a different guy for for almost everyone. Um, I was surprised though the people that left out Mixon. And the other question is, Austin Eckler is not on our radar right now in the first round. If there's no Melvin, there's no Gordon, chance he's a first round. Is there any chance no. we take him early second, late first? Yeah, yeah, in late PPR second, league. late second. He was what? What did he finish he, in PPR? But, like the number four running just, back or something? Right. It's not just they're letting Gordon walk. They're going to bring somebody else in because they're not going to go with just Jackson and, and Eckler as the top two guys. They'll bring in somebody else to compete with Jackson for that. For that. Second. I mean, it's not that crazy, but I think what is he won't be a first round. Interesting though is that um, is that Aaron Jones is the number two running back in both formats, and he's. Barely a top 10 running back for a lot of us. It's one of the uh, responses I got was, you guys, if this is the ranking for Aaron Jones, then he's going to be a steal. And I had, I think I had him the highest seven. I just don't. I mean, people look at that. He scored so many touchdowns. So many touchdowns. He just doesn't get the touches. That It's plain and simple. Um, all right. So my top 12 is McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. Oh, yeah, no, but you guys didn't have Chubb in your first round, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? I'm mm-hmm. oh, sorry. 11. Oh, 11, okay. Uh, Chubb, I have seven. Then I have Deon- Thanks, DeAndre Hopkins, eight. Julio Jones, nine. Miles Sanders, 10. Tyree Kill, 11. And I don't really like Amari Cooper at 12, but I currently have him at 12. We don't have a Bucks wide receiver. It's just like 12 is so interchangeable. Uh, You're reaching for Sanders. I'm not reaching for Sanders. I'm not. Like, if you, if we, <laughs> I'm not at all. He's the man. Here's let me tell you something about Julio Jones, by the way. Sixteen game pace with Calvin Ridley. Ninety-two catches, one thousand three hundred and fifty-five yards, five touchdowns on hundred and forty-five targets. What's that, his lowest uh um I have different numbers for his points per game, but his points per game was first time under eighteen since it's uh, almost everyone. It just was a bad year for receivers. I think he can bounce back, but you really his last three games, he had 30, 45 targets. Um, he uh, had two touchdowns in those games, and they were both in one game at San Francisco when he had 20 targets. But they all they came without Calvin Ridley. So I think you saw Fuller step up a little bit when he was healthy. You saw Ridley step up, and it did hurt Hopkins, and it did hurt Julio Jones. We still have him in the first round because you don't just go by what happened this current year. He's the one that makes me a little nervous because he's going to be 31. You know, This is the point where receivers tend to start start to dip a little bit. And so you wonder if Ridley's improvement, what they do with Hooper, which is going to be big, he's a free agent. Uh, do they upgrade the backfield with maybe a different guy that could be a better pass catcher? Not that Devontae Freeman obviously struggles in that regard, but could they add somebody else that maybe takes away a little bit from Julio? And Ryan's going to be older, you know, so there are some things you look at and say, okay, it's not going to be a huge decline unless he gets hurt, but it could be a little bit of the, this is where the Andre Johnson dip comes in, the Larry Fitzgerald dip comes in, you know, the elite wide receivers. I don't know why I use Andre Johnson, but you know, he's great. Um, but where the top tier guys start to show some flaws yeah. and you wonder if this is when it starts to happen to Julio. I hope not. I'm not ranking it that way, but it wouldn't surprise me. And then does Calvin Ridley get a huge boost then? You think to next year's a huge No, I, I don't think Ridley, I mean, Ridley still has a long way to go. I don't think this is, um, you know, the passing of the torch where the second guy becomes the lead guy, you know, uh, like we saw. It didn't happen in terms of the touchdowns, but you know, Juju was better than Antonio Brown and almost everything else uh, their their final year together, which Antonio can't let go of. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen yet, but it could. You know, I mean, Ridley's got to really take a huge leap for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, none of us had Lamar Jackson. Um, where would you take him? 
I honestly wouldn't take him because I'm not going to take him in the first three rounds, and I think he's going to go in the first three rounds. I just think it's going to be so tough for him to repeat as number one. There hasn't been a quarterback to repeat as number one since, I believe, 2012 with Drew Brees. Wow. And that's just really scary because Patrick Mahomes did really well last year, and he was good this year. He wasn't number one. Lamar Jackson could be number one again next year. I don't think he's repeating these numbers, so I I wouldn't take him. Jamie, what about you? No, he's a he's a late second round pick. Same where I was telling people to take Mahomes, but he's not going to make it. He's a first round pick. I mean, there's nothing we could say, do, we could scream at the top of our lungs. He's going to go in the first round. Well, we'll get into sort of just the running back position in a later podcast, but some cha- some trends that have really changed. Um, the last two years, you've had the number one running back in fantasy be on a mediocre offense. That is really unusual. Well, same guy. It was the same guy. He was basically tied with Saquon Barkley uh, in 2018, and their offenses were basically tied in points scored, but they were around 17th overall. So um, going into 2019, the number one running back in non-PPR had been on offenses that ranked 5th, 1st, 6th, 1st, and 2nd in scoring. McCaffrey was not number one in non-PPR last year. I believe it was Gurley. Um, the number one running back in PPR the last five— Barkley? I don't think so. Um, the number one running back in PPR over the last five seasons, offenses going into 2019, the offenses were seventh, first, sixth, first, and 14th in scoring. It was Christian McCaffrey. This year, McCaffrey was on the 20th ranked scoring offense. Aaron Jones was the number two running back. He was on the 15th ranked scoring offense. Also, we finally had a reduction in 50, 50 catch running backs. It's gone from 2014 on from five to eight to 11 to 14 to 16 to 13 this year. Still an important number, but that was less important this year, uh, the catch totals. So well, For some guys, it mattered a lot. For some guys, it didn't. It did, but we had four running backs finish in the top 12 with less than 40 catches, uh, which was surprising. But think where Fournette and Kamara would be if they didn't have their catches. No, no, it's very important. Yeah, it just wasn't, like, like I keep going back to Derrick Henry, 18 catches for him to be this good in a normal year, it just... You just wouldn't expect that. You wouldn't expect somebody to be this impactful in fantasy. Well, if he leads the NFL in rushing, he'll still be up there. Yeah, yeah, but but still, but what was he on a per game basis in PPR? RB seven or eight? You know, that's that's why that's why I think RB5. there's huge yeah. on per game. Uh, RB four PPR. No, Derrick Henry. Yep. So it depends. Okay, so in non decimal scoring. I think he's RB8, but I think he's like within a half a point of RB4. So I will give it to you, Ben Schrager, RB4, but I just think there's a ton of bust potential with a guy who doesn't catch 20 passes. That's a lot. Uh, that's a, that's not a lot. It's not enough. Well, you look back to LeGarrette Blunt was the last guy to be that good without catching passes. Right. And then what, he scored a bunch of one-yard touchdowns, yeah. but then what happened? We know it's not the same situation, but yeah, no, it's 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 the same concept. All right, let's do some news and notes, and then we'll uh, get into uh, we'll get into DFS for the week and some emails and some Apple Podcast questions. Uh, Dalvin Cook says he's... some playoff rankings too. What do you mean the playoff playoff challenge? Playoff challenge, yes. Uh, Dalvin Cook says he's at full strength. I'm not sure I believe him, but that's fine. I'm sure he is at full strength. But he said something it's, it's like, "No matter, matter what percent I'm at, I'd go out and play." It's, it's just a matter of what his pain tolerance is going to be with the hits that he takes. It's just it's it's, it's scary. the nature of this injury until he gets significant rest. Maybe he has. I mean, maybe the three weeks off has, has helped him. Maybe uh, Zach Ertz was limited in practice, but still not cleared for contact. So it just seems unlikely that he's going to be able to play. But we'll see. Uh, Miles Sanders missed practice. That did like a low level ankle sprain. 
I've got him they in the lineup. They didn't actually practice. Right. It was yeah. an estimation. Um, so I'm hopeful for, are we more hopeful for Sanders than Ertz? I think so. Uh, I'm going to guess they both play. JJ Watt will play, but he's not, it doesn't seem like he's going to get his full share of snaps, right? No. no. And that's important because their run defense is a lot better with him. So I think the Bills still might be able to run the ball, I think, on the Texans. But Watt should be in there on the obvious passing downs. And the Texans are really bad against receiving backs. And Singletary is going to be yeah. on the field for those downs. So I think regardless, Singletary is a nice play this week. Uh, Will Fuller making progress, so we're hopeful for him. Tennessee cornerback Adoree Jackson practiced. Might get, looks like they'll get him back this week finally. Freddie Kitchens. I think everybody practiced for them but Adam Humphreys. Okay. Uh, Freddie Kitchens and Todd Monken, their offensive coordinator, were, quote, never on the same page, according to The Athletic. This was kind of an explosive article. I mean, this, bottom line, dysfunction this year in Cleveland. Oh, it should be better. Chicago fired their offensive Were we debating which job would be better the other day? Yeah. Spoke to some of our NFL guys. They don't think the Browns job is attractive at all. Why? Because of the owner. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that they don't know if Baker's really that good. Do you care about Mark Helfrich being fired, Jamie? The, no, because right. this is the scapegoat. This is uh, – I couldn't get Matt Nagy to work. I, I mean, Matt Nagy is saying I couldn't get Mitchell Trubisky to work. So this is your fault, and it's your fault, and it's your fault when it's his fault. Um, by the way, okay, I got some cool stats for you. So according to CBS Sports Research, I'm just reading this verbatim from our website. According to CBS Sports Research, Bill Belichick is 14 and 13 as a head coach when facing one of his former assistants or former players. He's 12 and 13 in the regular season. He's 2 and 0 in the postseason. The two playoff victories came against Eric Mangini and Bill O'Brien. While 14 to 13 is still a winning record, it's hardly the type of winning percentage that New Englanders have been accustomed to when speaking about Belichick. In fact, his recent totals are a bit more alarming. Dating back to just the start of the 2018 season, Belichick has faced O'Brien, Patricia, Vrabel, and Brian Flores, all either former assistants or former players. In that time, the Patriots are two and four. They've outscored their opponents 136 to 135. But that's largely thanks to a 43-0 victory over the Dolphins. If you take out that game, former Patriots assistants or, play- or players are outproducing Belichick-led teams 135-93 to over this recent stretch. How about that? He's obviously facing— so you're picking the Titans to win? No, but I I can't imagine, like, ha- the fact that I feel so— the fact that I feel such little confidence in the Patriots right now is, you know, well, it's I mean, just it different. It speaks to what you've seen. I mean, yeah. you know, they haven't looked good offensively really all season, or at least the latter half of the season. And the defense has shown the flaws that we thought that they could show when they faced some tougher opponents. Yep. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Tannehill's just playing, like, really well. and His history in Foxborough is awful. Now, obviously, that came as a member of the Dolphins history. when the Dolphins were bad. But... Um, it's hard to imagine them losing at home to the Titans. That said, the Titans yeah. once went into, uh, with Marcus Mariota, they went into Arrowhead and they beat the Chiefs when everybody thought that was, you know, impossible. It was the Alex Smith led Chiefs, but, um, I don't I, think they're going to lose. I think the Patriots are going to win. I think the Patriots win. Uh, I think the spread is, at least on our site, is four and a half. Um, I took the Titans to cover. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, uh, I don't think they're going to run away with it. I don't think it's going to be a game that they're, uh, have in hand. Late in the game, and as we saw, they they allowed Ryan Fitzpatrick to drive the length of the field 
with under two minutes to beat them in a game that they typically don't lose. Uh, I did hear somebody say this, which I think is funny, that uh, Belichick is allowing his former assistants to win, so it makes his coaching tree record look better. <laughs> um, but uh, no, those guys know what he likes to do. You know, they know the inner workings of that team, especially the guys recently like Flores. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how uh, Mike Vrabel does. What scares me a bit about the Patriots, if I'm anyone other than the Patriots, is that after this game, if they win, whoever the Patriots face, he will have. They will have already played them, and they are. Oh, they're two and three against the rest of the field. They beat the Bills twice, but they lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Texans. But do you really want a rematch against Bill Belichick? I don't know. That's. I mean, look, not, not they fun. have the toughest road because they have to go through Arrowhead. If everybody holds, hold, go through Arrowhead and go through Baltimore. You know, I think they're so. going to beat the Chiefs. Right as of right now, I think they're going to beat the Chiefs. Because I, I just if they beat them last year, you just I don't know. It feels they, they right. Should have lost. Those two teams, as good as the Chiefs were last year, they look better this year. They look better defensively. They don't look as good offensively. Look at the numbers. Well, it's not obviously they don't. I, I don't think it's that much of a fall off based on what they should be able to do. And they're not going to have to put up that many points against this Patriots yeah, offense that hasn't been offense. great. It, yeah. Um. Here's the other stat I wanted to give. Bill O'Brien, 100% tanked, wanted to lose, not just lose, wanted to lose by double digits in Week 17, and he did. He lost 35 to 14 to Tennessee. So this is something I found after. Why did you want to lose? I'll tell you why. Uh, this is something I found. After, who did they, they lost by, oh, after the Broncos game, they lost by double digit points. So this was from a few weeks ago from Sean Pendergrass of Houston Press. The Texans are currently 10 and 1. It's now, it's now 11 and 1 because they rebounded after the Broncos loss. So the current, the Texans are currently now 11 and 1 in games following double digit regular season losses that are played while the Texans are still mathematically alive for a postseason berth. This data sort eliminates the slew of double-digit losses in December 2017 after a Watsonless and Wattless team was eliminated from the postseason. But Bill O'Brien has a great track record of bouncing back after losses, particularly double-digit losses, double-digit point losses. He tanked big, but I think they're going to lose. They're a favorite, right? They're a favorite. They are three-point favorites. I like the Bills in that game, ladies and gentlemen. Do. A lot of people do. They're better. They're better. I don't know if they're better. Um, oh, I do. Uh, well, it starts with quarterback, and I think the Texans have the better quarterback. Um, everything else, you can make an argument that the the Bills are better, maybe outside of the receiving core. I'm not um, a huge Deshaun Watson guy. I got to confess. You're starting a team right now. You're taking Josh Allen over Deshaun Watson. Yes. Interesting. I'll take Watson. I know everybody would. I I don't. I want to see him. Well, he's actually great in prime time. Like that's he kind of shines there. I don't know. I want to see they're, something from him. The Saturday afternoon playoff game is. Owned by the Texans, is it every every single year? Every single year, they're in it, but do they win it? No, 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 they're no. But that's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. There's because nobody wants to watch it. Man. Right. I think um, it's the most intriguing playoff game, though. To be honest with you, agreed. Yeah, Ben and I were talking earlier. Like, I just, I'm not feeling. It's I not just, a great slate. Obviously, I'm going to watch every game, and I'm always excited, and I'll love fantasy. Yeah, it's not that great of a slate, you know. Um, yeah, I like. I I just don't know. There's something about Watson. I don't love him. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah, I just don't love him. Yeah. Um, but he's great. You know, he's great for fantasy. He's Maybe because he dominated. He's the- very good. I don't know if he's like a great, I don't know if he's, a, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. Let's so you that. think Josh Allen's elite then? No. <laughs> but I, I think know. Josh Allen has a better chance right, of being, so being elite. You said Michael Thomas wasn't a star until this year and that you don't think Deshaun okay. Watson's elite. I, I don't think he's elite. I think he's elite for fantasy because of the rushing. 
I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I'll have to send this one to Heath. Oh, God. Heath thinks that, that Mariota's better than Tannehill and that Eli Manning's better than uh, so Daniel Jones. He, he believes that that makes you so right. th- No, <laughs> so he makes him wrong. That's all. Um, Jason Witten's going to make a decision about his future how many soon. Elite I hope he's... How many elite quarterbacks are there in this? All right, let's do the elite quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Okay, right now, Mahomes, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. This is not fantasy. This not is fantasy. Elite Aaron quarterbacks. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers oh. has... Listen, listen, listen. He has not played like an elite quarterback this year. That's why I didn't have Devontae Adams in my top 12. I'm going to still put Rodgers there. But he is missing throws. He is missing a lot of throws. He is really struggling. He's just not playing that well. He has not had an elite year. I'll say that. He has not had an elite year. I agree with His that. His track record makes Rodgers an elite quarterback. But he 100% has not had an elite year. Uh, who else am I missing? I said I said Breeze, Mahomes, and Brady's Wilson. elite? No. Is Lamar Jackson elite? Yes. Lamar Jackson's elite. This is not easy to do <laughs> off the top of your head, you know. Uh... Daniel Jones. Deshaun Watson, not elite. I mean, most people would say he is. I, I don't really think that he's an elite quarterback. And you would, you want to stand by the, I'll take Josh Allen to start a franchise over yeah. Deshaun Watson? Okay. I'm, look, I'm telling you, Josh Allen is <laughs> the next one. I love Josh Allen. I think he's going to be just tremendous. Daniel Jones elite? You know, once upon a time, I was the only one who thought Odell Beckham was this good. Uh... I got heat for saying that he was better than Des Bryant. People were like jumping all over me. Des was really good. Not as good as Beckham. Was that a better career? Des, but it's a long way from settled. And Rashad Penny had more than just an ACL tear, but he should, uh, but Chris Carson is expected back for training camp and Carson does not need surgery. That's good news. All right. So let's talk about these games. Let's talk about who we like in DFS. Houston Buffalo. We'll start with that. Um, so which quarterback do you like better? Let, let's get some prices up here. Uh, start with FanDuel here. We've got Watson at 8,100 and Josh Allen at 7,800. It goes Breeze at 85, Watson 81, Wentz 79, Wilson 79, Josh Allen 78, Tannehill 78, Cousins 76, Brady 76. There's not enough of a price difference to go Josh Allen over Deshaun Watson unless you're you. Um, there's n- Who would you rank higher this week? Watson. Watson. Even with the you know, Bills are a lot better than the Texans. They're a lot better than the Texans, yes, defensively. But he, right. he's he's a lot better than A.J. McCarron. And in any sort of DFS, <laughs> are you looking for Josh Allen's 20-point floor and 22-point upside? I don't think he has 22-point upside. Well, in four-point per passing, you know, it's all four-point per passing touchdown leagues. But I mean, he has one game over 25 points this year, and it was against the Dolphins. Yeah, um, but he had scored 25 against the Patriots, right? He scored, I'll just get, I'll get it right now. Um Let's take a look at Mr. Josh Allen, future superstar. He's just playing really well. Uh, he scored 24 points at New England. He scored 25 points at Dallas. That's what six points for Preston. Six points, yeah. So, no, he doesn't have a super high ceiling, but, um, I'm not, I look bottom, I don't like starting quarterbacks against the Bills. So I don't want to start Sean Watson in FanDuel or DraftKings. Do you? I wouldn't mind going Watson and then running it back with Singletary. He would not be my favorite quarterback, but of this game, I would take him over Josh Allen. Okay. Um, so which running backs do we like? Do we ever start a Texans running back? No, I mean, this is the interesting part of this game because that's the weakness of the Bills defense is their run defense. Now that could still be Watson taking advantage of it, but they're little in the middle, but they got much back. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, thank you. Um, Devin Singletary is on FanDuel a tremendous value. 
uh, Henry, Kamara, Cook, Sanders, Michelle, Boston Scott, Carlos Hyde, all more expensive than Devin Singletary. And you've made a great point about the receiving game, Ben. So He's a shoe-in. I'm 96% of snaps in Week 16. And then what did we see in Week 17 when none of their starters played? Frank Gore still was heavily involved. They don't care about using Frank Gore. It's going to be a Singletary game. But he is more expensive comparatively, you know, on DraftKings. It's Henry, Cook, Kamara, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary. They they forget to throw to him sometimes, which is so frustrating. Now, they did a better job toward the end of the season, but it's just... It, it's maddening sometimes what they do. So Texans run defense was really bad without JJ Watt. So you have to ask yourself how much you think he's going to play. How good is he going to be? I think Singletary is a really good fan dual value. Um, wide receivers in this game. Are we fading Hopkins? He's the second most expensive wide receiver. It's not the smartest play to use him against Jadavius White, but he's not horrible. You know, he's a good contrarian play if people are going to shy away from it from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if Fuller plays. He's, according to Bill O'Brien, trending in the right direction. But it's an interesting slate with the receivers across the board. You know, so it really um, is. You know, you have some tough choices to make if you want to. You know, use one of the top tier guys. He would not be the one I would choose, though. Who would in this game? No, a top tier. Oh, Michael Thomas. I mean, he's he's the chalk. So Thomas is eighty nine hundred on FanDuel, and Hopkins is eighty three hundred on DraftKings. Thomas is ninety three hundred, and Hopkins is seventy seven hundred. So it's harder to get Thomas in your lineup on DraftKings than it is in FanDuel. This is Clemson LSU, by the way. Also, who's wait? Who's Tre'Davious White? Oh, Tre'Davious White. Oh, versus Hopkins. Okay, I thought you were talking quarterbacks or something. No. Um. All right, and then Will Fuller, you're talking about the team that does the best against big pass plays. Uh, they don't give up. They, they have the fewest 40-plus yard pass plays allowed, second fewest 20-plus uh, yard pass plays allowed. And a guy, if active, may not play the whole game. Right. He's, he's Dalvin away. Cook. It's the same situation. So yeah. this is why I wonder why you would take Watson over Allen. Like, we, Hopkins— I, I would still take Watson and Hopkins over Allen, Brown, and Beasley, even facing the Bills defense. All right, because because from and, a, and, that, but, and that might not but, be the, that might not be the smartest thing, but that's just what I would do if I'm looking at it where I'm going to spend my money because I still think that there's. I mean, look at the prices. For yeah, it, Brown and Beasley. Again, it's so not, it's not if you factor in everything, then it's it's logically better to go with the Bills guys. But I still think in a playoff spot where you need these guys to step up and make plays, we've seen Drew Davis White give up some production. Yeah, Devontae sure. Parker in particular. Um. Hopkins is going to see an uptick in targets. If Will Fuller's not there, I would imagine even across the board, even if Fuller plays, this is a I'm better than the guy across from me, and we're going to win this game with you and me. That's probably what Hopkins and Watson are saying. All right, do we like the tight ends? They're kind of interesting. Aikens is sneaky, but I wouldn't try and play any of them. No, I mean Aikens had 54 yards in the previous game, and then zero, seven, and 49. So you're going to get nothing. Or yeah. high. He, he's yeah. cheap. Take him yeah. off bells. John o. Smith is not cheap, unfortunately. You know, he's not cheap enough. Um, he's the fourth or fifth most expensive tight end. But, you know, it's not, there's not like a ton of tight ends. But that's why Josh Perkins, if Zach Ertz is out, could be really good. Or maybe I, I'm trying to pay up for Jared Cook because we want Saints. Um, and then the DSTs, Bills. For the week or this game? For this game. Uh, for the week, yeah. Let's do. Which I think, do you like? I this think week, the guys? Texans are sneaky, just from the standpoint of, despite the fact that Josh Allen's the next Hall of Famer, I wonder I how. Wait, I can't wait for Monday's show. I wonder how he's going to do. Oh, I, I'm I'm curious, but I wonder how he's going to do in his first playoff game. You know, I mean, he could melt down on the road. You know, you never know how. That's goes. why I yeah. That's why I have faith in him because I think he really answered the call at Pittsburgh on that Sunday night game. 
I think he oh. answered the call at Dallas on Thanksgiving. It was sort of a coming out party for him. He played great. I think he answered it at the Patriots on Saturday. Almost went into Foxborough and beat them, and it's just that's hard to do, even He's though some big Ryan spot. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, so that's why I'm starting to really feel it with Josh Allen. But I understand why people aren't. The Texans' defense is a little more attractive if JJ Watt plays, force Josh Allen to throw the ball a little more, force some turnovers. But neither of them are my favorite. So John, I think John Brown. You know the the, the numbers haven't been great lately, but he's faced some really good opponents. And so well in some of those. He has. Sometimes it's been one catch. He almost had 100 yards against the Steelers, though. So, you know, he's faced Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, New England, some really good opponents, and he's had 53 or fewer yards in, in those four games. But, but I don't know. he scored against Chris Harris. It was his only catch. And he scored, he scored against Stephon Gilmore. The Gilmore. Catch. So I feel like they go back a little bit more towards Brown rather than Beasley in this game. You would think. I mean, yeah. you know, again, same thing like Hopkins. If, if I'm Josh Allen, I'm— Going to probably have some shot plays to John Brown or some, you know, ways to get him in space and see what he can do. But there's, there's always touchdown potential for him. All right. Let's go to Tennessee and New England here. And Ben, what do you like? Who do you like in this game? I, Would you start a quarterback in this game? I'm not touching the quarterbacks in this game. I don't want to touch Derrick Henry and I don't really want to touch Sony Michelle. I think James White is a value play and Edelman is a huge value play. Yeah. Edelman's cheap. And also, if he's healthy, he's going to be the guy. We've seen it in the playoffs all the time. If he's and he healthy. says he's healthy. He and says he, he, says he is. feels good. No. So I think Edelman's a great play, and then I do like James White. Particularly on DraftKings for Edelman. He's the sixth most expensive though, though, receiver. Full PPR. Because James White's not going to do anything running the ball. So if there's touchdown potential from those guys, it's coming from Brady. Right. So Brady's a sneaky play, I think. I had to choose between James White and I'll tell you in one second. Um, Adam Thielen in on FanDuel. I think they're the same price. I actually went with Adam Thielen. I've had James White in there. I took him out because James White, he has 10 catches combined in his last three games. I think we've been overrating him a little bit, but I do also feel like he's a kind of a big, he's a kind of a big gamer, you know? Right. Um, but I went with Thielen. I think Fine. they'll be chasing points. I think Diggs would get tougher coverage at this point. And I'm hopeful that Thielen is healthier now sat out week 17 we can't forget what Thielen's been for basically two and a half seasons before this injury it's been one of the he really has been but one of the best wide receivers we don't so it, you know it was the last guy I put in my lineup I had 6200 bucks go I white Thielen is kind of a gut feeling you know I think white, white is safer yeah. but as the number two I, I think number two receivers in a catch-up game a point chasing points kind of game you know, when the number one cornerback is so good, probably going to be more on digs. I think Thielen's got a chance there, but I understand White's be, White would be safer. I mean, don't forget now, Janoris Jenkins hopefully is up to speed too. So, yeah, it's true. He's he's certainly better than Eli Apple. So, Jamie, how do you feel about Derrick Henry, and how do you feel about Sony Michelle? Uh Sony Michelle is just too tough to trust. You know, I mean, give him credit; he finished the season with three straight games of 100 total yards or touchdowns. You know, so he's been getting better based on what his numbers were the majority of the year. But I just think that this is not the spot to say oh i'm gonna go trust sony michelle you yeah. know so um i don't i don't love him henry i think you know he's, he's gonna be the, the the game plan for belichick i don't think he's gonna say we're gonna lose to we're gonna take our chances losing to um ryan Tannehill. they're gonna say we're gonna stop they'll say that we'll take our chances losing to ryan Tannehill. they're gonna try and stop henry so it's tough to spend the money for him based on if he doesn't score now mm-hmm. That's hard to say because he scores more. He scores all the time. All right, all right. Their their run defense has been really good lately, except one game. They they struggled against Joe Mixon. <laughs> they did pretty well against Zeke. They did well against McCoy. They did 
It held Devin Singletary to three yards per carry. So their run defense is playing very well. Um, and I just don't see how you justify spending thirteen hundred more dollars on Henry than Kamara. Oh no, eleven hundred more than Henry on Kamara and FanDuel, and eight hundred more on Henry than Kamara and DraftKings, which is PPR. So I just don't see like how you justify that. Um, any wide receivers? AJ Brown now. It's just, it's, you know, why would you again take the chance of him versus Gilmore? And he's the one guy that the Patriots have to really worry about. I mean, John New Smith could play well. Uh, why did I Davis. put John New Smith in the other game when we were talking about tight ends? We're just comparing him. I just realized <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> weird. I'm sorry. Yeah. John. Um, you know, Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, they can make plays, but uh, you know, if you're the Patriots, it's stop Henry, stop AJ Brown, and then you, you sort of cripple this offense a little bit if you could take those two guys away. As crazy as it sounds, I don't mind Corey Davis as a cheap play. Just under five targets a game the last four games. You think they take AJ Brown out with Gilmore. They're not going to be able to run the ball. I think Corey Davis could find the end zone. Obviously don't love him, but he's cheap. All right. Minnesota, New Orleans, you know, the last three Saints home playoff games, they've all been in the last two seasons. They played three games at home. They beat Carolina 31-26. They beat the Eagles 20-14. to They lost in overtime to the Rams 26-23. So they haven't blown those opponents out. They scored 31, 20, and 23 points in those games. Not, you know, they're just playing so well right now. And they're completely rolling. Uh, Jamie, would you, do you want a yes. quarterback in this game? Yes. You pay up for Breeze? Yes. You believe Russell Wilson's more expensive than Breeze on DraftKings? Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Only 200, but still, it makes no sense. You pay up for Michael Thomas on yeah. DraftKings. Look at the price differences, though, on DraftKings. Doesn't matter. Okay. Tough, tough to get him in your lineup. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, much easier on FanDuel. Uh, Kamara. How do we feel about Kamara? Still not a yes. ton of touches. Yes. Ben, how do you feel about Kamara? I like him, and I don't mind playing Breeze and Kamara because Kamara's going to catch so many passes that you can play both of them. Who's a better value? I, I lied to you before. I did do a lineup on DraftKings a couple days ago, and I have oh. Breeze, Kamara, Thomas Stack. Oh, all right. I'm interested. Can you get this rest? The rest sure. Of it? Travis Homer's the other running back. Uh, Beasley and Greg Ward at receiver. Dallas Goddard at tight end. I'm playing Aikens at flex because you need somebody cheap, and you know, hopefully he catches a couple passes, and then Texans DSD. What's the price difference, Aikens versus Perkins? And would you go with Perkins? Um, I don't know if I'd play Goddard and Perkins, but it's a, it's something to consider for sure. Yeah, and it would only be if Ertz is out with Perkins, I assume. Perkins is twenty nine hundred on DraftKings. Aikens is twenty eight hundred. Yeah, so I, I would play Perkins over Aikens. Okay, if uh, Ertz is out. I have a Camara Breeze lineup. I don't have Michael Thomas in there. I have James White, Edelman, DK Metcalf, John Brown, Jared Cook, Jonu Smith at flex, and the Saints DST. So, you know, I don't mind that either because if you get Jared Cook in there, you're not yeah. going to want Jared Cook, Michael Thomas, and Kamara with Breeze, but one of his pass catching weapons and Kamara is a great way to go. That was a DraftKings lineup. I have Breeze and Michael Thomas on FanDuel. I'll give that lineup in a little bit. Um, do we like any, uh, any Vikings? I mean, you like Thielen? I do like Thielen. Yeah, I, I think he's interesting. I, I like him more as like, kind of a desperation play and i like him more on Fanduel than DraftKings. um i mean if you tell me dalvin cook's playing four quarters at what he usually does i'd play him but that's just the risk you know you just don't know yeah and I, how cheap is madison uh let's find out right, he, well we don't know that madison's going to play he's expected he's expected to play and if dalvin cook is limited in any way we know he'll be on the field. 5,200 on field. Yeah, but again, 48 it's, on you're, the only way you're playing Madison is if you know Cook is going to miss time because they're going to give Dalvin Cook every touch that they right. usually do. You know, so it's 
it's just I don't think it's worth it. Unless, of course, he's not uh, not going to play. You know, I mean, it's only, exactly. it's only sitting or not sitting. By the way, I think Diggs has like 11 targets in his last two games since Thielen came back. So he's risky, obviously. Jared Cook is the third most expensive tight end. He's, you know, would you start Cook or Goddard if, Hoots, if Ertz is out? Goddard. I'd play Goddard and go to the Michael Thomas route. What did Goddard do in week 17? Wasn't great, right? Well, he had an amazing catch. He was solid. Because well, I feel like he's been... Maybe a tight end. Uh, four for 65 on 10 targets. I'll take the 10 targets and see what happens. Saints are bad against tight ends. Um, all right. And then uh, let's go to the last game. Kind of feel like this is the toughest one to figure out from a DFS standpoint. What do you think? This is Saints. Uh, this is the Seahawks at the Eagles. I think Russell Wilson's worth playing. You know, I mean, we've seen enough from this Eagles defense. I know they've played better of late, but it's still Russell Wilson in a playoff game. I, I think he's, you know, Look at these prices on FanDuel. Tell me what you like the best. Breeze, 85. Watson, 81. Wentz and Wilson are 79. Josh Allen, 78. I would put Wilson second behind Breeze. I agree. You talk about low upside for Josh Allen. Drew Bre- uh, Russell Wilson in six-point leagues, more than 23 fantasy points once in his last 10 games. He threw 40, 40 passes, 45 passes against the Niners, and he scored 23 points. Though. So the Eagles' defense is is confusing because they've they had like a horrible stretch, and then they've been really good lately. Pass rush has been great, and that's going to be a problem for Russell Wilson. But I think again, you know, you, you just look at what the limited options you have available to you. Watson against the Bills could be okay. Josh Allen's first playoff game on the road could be okay. You guys talked about what the ceiling has been for us for Josh Allen. Um, Russell Wilson's got really a two game sample size now of his running game falling apart. The game where it happened was against Arizona, and the game without them against San Francisco. If you tell me, just like you said, 10 targets for Dallas Goddard, you tell me Russell Wilson's thrown 40 times against the Eagles, I'll sign up for that. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely consider that. And then who would you rather pair him with, Metcalf or Lockett? Uh, Probably still Lockett, just based on the big playability. But the targets in Week 17 were interesting. The fact that Metcalf had 11, and I think Lockett had 7, um, that kind of tells you, I think, where they're trying to go a little bit more as the season has gone on. Well, um, but then you go back one week earlier, and then it was a locket show. I think that but they're Arizona, so. I Arizona think they're so. Peterson yeah, Metcalf, I think they're so close that you should just save the money. The price is definitely something to consider because Metcalf is considerably cheaper. Um, yeah, and now Malik Turner and Jerron Brown are both hurt, or David Moore's hurt. I forget which one. Jerron oh. Brown is hurt. Brown. Um, so you have you know some you know probably target consolidation you know coming to those guys that could help. Uh, I think Travis Homer is a great play, you know, just based on the cost and what he, you know, did. Do you think Marshawn Lynch gets a bigger role this week? But do you think he's a great play in FanDuel because the catches are what's attractive, right? He's like nine catches, ten ten catches in his last two games, something like that. Um, yeah, I just like I said, we know who's going in at the goal line. But again, look at the pricing, you know. So he's only a hundred dollars. Terry had a hundred more, but you know, if you are looking to save a couple dollars, you know, if 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 it's if it's you know you want to play Singletary and Homer. And then you can get probably Breeze and Thomas in your lineup that way. So would you rather play Singletary in the Bills defense or Homer in the Seahawks defense? Probably Homer in the Seahawks defense. Just because while Wentz has been amazing, you just never know. Because he's just got such little weapons. You know, if Ertz is out and Sanders is out, you know, Boston Scott was amazing. But can can he do that again? And and we saw, you know... um, you know they they did a you know, I think the weather was the biggest thing, but they they did keep Wentz contained a little bit, and that was also with Dillard playing at right tackle uh, when Lane Johnson was. I think it was or no left 
one of the tackles. Uh, one of the tackles was out. Lane um, Johnson, pretty sure. Um, and so Dillard did a nice, uh, didn't do a good job in that game. No, he struggled in that game. I think it was Dillard. So let's look at let's look at these kind of like almost punt plays at wide receiver on on Fanduel. Will Fuller, Greg Ward, Traquan Smith, who continues to catch touchdowns, particularly at home mm-hmm. with Drew Brees, Muhammad Sanu, Corey Davis, Nikhil Harry, etc. Um, Jamie, who do you like in that group? Greg Ward. This is targets. Yeah, hundred percent. Greg, Greg Ward. Ward. Yeah, he's pretty good if you if you need to save some money. No question. Um, anything else this game? Jacob Hollister. Uh, Hollister had a touchdown the first time. You know, I, I think we've true. seen enough. Uh, the Eagles defense. Uh, Kane Smith had a good game against them, right? In week seventeen. Um, I don't remember. I don't think he did. Let's find out. Thought he did. Thought he had eighty yards. Jamie, could be wrong. He may have. Um, they're okay. They're they're. I think they're top five against tight ends in terms of fantasy points. Oh, good call. He had ninety eight yards. That's right. Yeah, eight, 8 for 98 on 11. That's what we talked about that in Evan Ingram's future. Right. Uh, it's a big game for Caden Smith. Um, Hollister should have scored against him in the first one. Russell Wilson just completely missed him in the end zone. And yeah, he's, you know, I option. mean, look, Hollister should have scored against the, <laughs> the 49ers as well. Um, you know, getting tackled at the goal line. I think the, yeah, it's true. He's, I don't think he's going to get a ton of targets because Lockett's been getting more lately in that first game against the Eagles. If he's thrown 40 times with the, That's true. the guys that are out, he'll get six. Lockett only had two targets in the first game, and he's had seven or more in three straight games. All right, so let's do some lineups here. Um, I gave you a DraftKings lineup for me. It was Breeze, Kamara, James White, Edelman, Metcalf, John Brown, Jared Cook, John New Smith at Flex, and the Saints. And on FanDuel... Breeze, Singletary, and Miles Sanders. Obviously, hope he plays. Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf, and John Brown. Jared Cook, Adam Thielen, and the Bills. So for me, Breeze and either Kamara or Michael Thomas are musts. John Brown will be in my lineups. I do like Jared Cook as a third Saint. And then, yeah, James White is interesting, more interesting in PPR. I think Devin Singletary is a really good value. Ben, what are you looking at this week? I... Exactly what you just said, but hammer the Devin Singletary. I think that's the key play. And then I think Homer and Seahawks defense is a stack that I'm going with all the time. I think the 67% of snaps last week, I don't think it's going down. Lynch did not impress outside of the red zone carry. I think Homer is going to be a great play with the Seahawks defense. And then the Saints, Strubrees, Kamara, Thomas, get him in the lineup. Okay. Jamie, you got lineups? I gave you the one on DraftKings, so I'm just doing one on Fandle right now. Um, what do we got so far? Maybe we could fill it, fill it out. Russell together. Wilson, Kamara, Singletary, Thomas, Metcalf, Greg Ward, uh, Hollister, and then I need two more spots. All right, you need a DST and a flex. Go ahead and pick that DST, and then we'll we'll all flex together. The the flex is probably gonna be Travis Homer, but um, okay. By the way, while Jamie's filling this out, um, I saw Uncut Gems yesterday. What'd you think? What do you think? It was good. It, it was. I don't know if, um, if this happens to you a lot. Sometimes there are movies. You, you don't know how you feel about it until like hours later. And as more time has passed, I've liked it more and more. Because it's such an intense movie that you have to like decompress it. Reflect a little it. bit. Yeah. It's, it's just like nonstop, just intensity. So it's good. It's stressful, but it's a really good movie. I recommend it. Uncut Gems, ladies and gentlemen. Did I give you enough time, Jamie? Went for a run yesterday, Ben. Okay. In first Florida. Time, yeah. Right. First time running. I had my Noble shoes. How'd Thank it you, go? Noble. It went really well. It was like, 7.30 in the morning, weather was really nice, nice little breeze, I had some music playing, some 90s rock, like Spotify mix there, um, a beautiful day, 
It was good. You know, it's just good to be able to get outside. You were right. up north. I was up north. Terrible up there. I didn't want to go on a run. Exactly. Back in Florida, I'll be running all the time. How long does it take to pick a flex? Well, I was just let you talk. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> what do you got? I went with James White. James White. Okay, cool. Who in a vacuum? James White or Travis Homer this week? James White. James White. Okay. Um, playoff challenge. So we do it on NFL.com. Uh, I do a few different ones. Some, uh, some private ones. We usually have like a office league on NFL.com, and the way it works is cumulative points throughout the playoffs, and you start like there are different ones. It's it, that oh. one in particular, but yeah, go ahead. All right, but yeah, the the cumulative points throughout the playoffs, and you get bonuses if you had Drew Brees in your lineup in Week One. He's uh, uh well, let's take somebody not playing. Lamar Jackson. So let's you, say you, you Lamar want, Jackson. You want that, the goal would be three games. If you can get three games out of a guy, that's ideal. Yeah, but it's there's not all three games aren't created the same. Like if you get three games out of Lamar Jackson, you're not getting anything in week one, but in week two, you're getting double his points. In week three, you're well, getting you're triple. Well, you're talking about bonuses. I'm just talking about in general. You want to get three games out of right. your, so your team. The fun part about these playoff challenges is you're not just picking players. You're picking games. You're trying to figure out who's going to go to the Super the biggest Bowl. biggest thing you got to do. Yeah. It, you don't have to, it doesn't matter who's going to win the Super Bowl. You just need who's going to the Super Bowl. And the Saints are really interesting because how do they do – they win week one, assuming they win. How do they do probably at Green Bay? Well, it would be at Green Bay. At Green Bay in week two, in potentially horrible weather outdoors, I think that's kind of interesting and maybe a trap. And I, they're so much better than Green Bay, in my opinion. They're so much better. But do oh, they so win that better, game? But they're better. I think Green Bay stinks. Not stinks. I think they're the Deshaun Watson. of. Uh, <laughs> they're good, not great. Um how do they do in that? Does that scare you off from putting a lot I of Saints in your the, lineup? That's the one that you look at and say, I want four games of Drew Brees, four games of the Saints, but I'll take my lumps with a low potential low-scoring game in the divisional round because of the weather. So but you hope they pull it out because they've got to win that game to provide the value. Right, and if they do pull it out, they could have a chance to host the NFC Championship game because yeah. they, as the three, if the 49ers get upset. So let's talk about who the 49ers would play. They would 49ers play, play the winner of the Eagles-Seahawks game. Unless, unless the Vikings the beat the right. Saints. Well, we're assuming the Saints were running. Yeah. And then they would play. Right. They hope. I, they could lose. They could lose to the Seahawks. I don't think they'd lose to the Eagles. But they've played the Seahawks twice. They'd have to beat them three times in one year. They've played two very close games against them. So the and Saints. They, they lost at home. They lost to the Seahawks? They lost in San Francisco. They just won in Seattle. I thought they won in overtime. Oh, you're right. They lost in lost. overtime, right? They're one and one. So the, obviously they could lose to the Seahawks. So the Saints, if they can get by Green Bay in that second game, I think would have a decent chance of Well, hosting. they went toe-to-toe, obviously, was in New Orleans. That was the surprise game. The 49ers game we're talking about. 49ers Saints. Yeah. Um, and, and the 49ers then, did lose at home to Atlanta. So let's just talk about it. Let's just shorten this because we're going to run out of time. Which teams would you target in this playoff challenge scenario? So, I mean, I wrote the story you can see on site. Uh, for me, it's I have a Baltimore-New Orleans Super Bowl. So I think you're getting three games out of Baltimore, four games out of New Orleans. There's a lot to like about players on those respective teams. I mean, you know, there's no real receiver that you could say for Baltimore. I have to have. But I think obviously for the Saints, you know, if you're going to draft players because there are leagues that you just have to do a draft that you can't change guys, you know, you want to try and get Thomas – Kamara, Breeze, Jared Cook, you know, the four main options if you believe that that's a team that can advance. If you're just going to take chalk, you know, then you look at San Francisco and, and Baltimore. Um, but I think, you know, you have to sort of look at the the tough games, you know. So 
if you believe in Kansas City getting by New England and Baltimore, then there's a lot to like about the Chiefs guys. If you believe in maybe Green Bay making a run, there's a lot to like about Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. So it comes down to really who you think can get to to Miami, who can get to Super Bowl 54, and those are the the things you want to gravitate toward. If you're able to get a wild card team to the Super Bowl, you're going to most likely yeah. win. You know, so if you think Philadelphia can make a run, if you think uh, Seattle can make a run, you know, two teams that are potentially, you know, go back and forth in the, in the first, so, first run, right. The saints, you know, the AFC is a little bit tougher. So yeah, well, let's do England, this. England let's let's talk about every team, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do the super bowl meter zero to 10. The likelihood you see of them going to the super bowl, Baltimore, Ten. nine, Kansas city, nine, seven, new England, seven, four. Yeah. I think I'm like a four or five. I can't believe that, but and then the thing is, like, I don't think their offense would be that good anyway. So it's, you wouldn't, I don't know that the fantasy points would be that good. They'd do it with defense. Um, uh, who's the four seed? Texans. Four. Two. Yeah, they're not going to Super Bowl. Come on. They have a crappy quarterback. Uh, the Bills. Two. Two. And the t- Titans. One. One. Okay. So 49ers. Eight. Seven. They're really interesting. There's something about them that scares me a little bit. I had a conversation on HQ with uh, Eric Casilius. Uh, this was week 15, I think it was. And he, he said, is it just a matter at this point, the one seed in the NFC is the team you want to hit your wagon to just because they're playing at home, knowing how Green Bay does away from Lambeau at this point, knowing how New Orleans does away from the Saints do away from New Orleans. And it's a pretty smart choice just because you said it. The Saints having to go to Lambeau Field in January does not sound appealing to what no. they typically look like. No. And then we've seen the Packers the now. The Packers will not win in Well, season, they, though, they right? got blasted, uh, I think, on every West Coast trip that they've made. Mm-hmm. The Chargers is the one that stands out. And the Niners. Uh, and the Niners. But, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the Chargers was the one that was a little bit alarming. You know, so you look at it, can you trust them there? So if San Francisco gets home field, the thing I think the thing that you, you worry about is that first game because Philly right now is hot. And Wentz is playing great. And then Seattle's played them toe-to-toe twice in their building. Philly hasn't beaten anyone, though. I mean, that's the thing. Like, but they're still playing. They're hot. You know, They've beaten the Giants, also, the Redskins, also the still, Cowboys, who really aren't that good, also still and, talking the, about, and the Giants again. You're also still talking about, I mean, well, to be fair, you're giving Josh Allen the same credit for beating Dallas. And, you know, I think you got to look at it the same way. No, the Dallas um, game was really impressive. But that was mostly their defense. But it was very impressive. But it was a if, really if good this win. defense shows up for Philadelphia with the way Wentz is playing right now, they could beat anybody. I'm, I'm convinced of that. So, okay. So... The Packers, I don't really think they're that good, but I do think they're a pretty sneaky Super Bowl play to get there. If San Francisco loses, they're going to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Right. Because I think they have – well, but that's – you can't say that because you think that the Saints I, I, are going to beat I, them. If if, but San, you, if San Francisco loses and they get by the Saints, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'll yes, they will win the NFC Championship game if they're at home. I still think the Aaron Saints Jones, are going to win that game, though. I do too, but it's kind of, I guess, a contrarian play. And I think Aaron Jones would be the guy I'd really target. I don't really – Put up big numbers. Oh, I trust Adams at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I do too. But but like he could he would face Lattimore. I don't care. I do care because you know he could have ninety. He could have a hundred yards. I don't think he's gonna have one hundred eighty yards and two touchdowns. You know. But again, it's it's about the longevity of it. You know, you're talking about uh, maybe a one game sample size. Yeah. If he, if he's facing Philly's secondary or Green Bay or 
Seattle secondary, if he gets, but even San Francisco secondary at this point. Yeah, you have multiple going. games out of a wide receiver one, you're happy in the playoff challenge. Yeah, sure, yeah. I, I guess I was just saying, like, I don't know that Rodgers would be the, if I, if I think the Packers are going to make the Super Bowl, I don't think it's Rodgers I'm going with. I mean, I, I, I know you don't think he's had an elite season. He has Statistics have not said he's had an elite season. Why, he's he's missing throw after well. throw after throw. He's playing very well because he's not turning so, it all over. All right, let me ask he's, you this. He is the, throw, he's the not post, throwing the ball For the postseason. Crazy. For the postseason, forget fantasy. You're taking Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers to win a game? No. No, I'm not that crazy. But playoff challenge, are you taking Aaron Rodgers or whoever your AFC team's quarterback is? Lamar Jackson. Quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, but I still think, like, like, I said San Francisco is an eight. I think Green Bay is an eight. I think New Orleans is a nine. You know, I mean, I, I would not surprise me any of the top three teams. Oh, we didn't do this for, okay, we didn't do this for all the teams, right? Yeah. All right, so San Francisco. Seven. Eight. New Orleans. Eight. Nine. Oh, I'm sorry, nine. Green, Green Bay. Seven. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia. Six. One. Six. <laughs> One. They're, they could win the first game. They're not going any further than that. They're not winning three games. Um, Seattle. Six. Six. Yeah, I have faith in them. And uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Three. One. <laughs> yeah. No faith in Minnesota, which really isn't fair because they haven't been healthy. But they're healthy. healthy. I don't now. think they're healthy they're now. They're, they are on the field healthy. No, Kendricks but, is not healthy. Who? Expected to play, but oh, their linebacker Kendricks. Um, they're pretty healthy though. They got Thielen. They got Cook right now. They're they're fairly healthy. They sat out week seventeen. But yeah, they're not gonna they're so, not gonna win. So, they're out. They're out week one. Give me a break. They're not gonna uh, win. I think again for any playoff challenge, you want to take your chances on who you think is going to advance, and that's the biggest part of it. And then you know, look at your scoring format and how those things work. Like the one I'm in that's run privately is, um, you can only use a guy once, so that that matters. So you know, you want to get the most bang for your buck in week one, and then you have to sort of save guys because you can play super flex in this league. So you want to save hopefully two quarterbacks for the Super Bowl. That's the, the biggest key. I can't believe how long this show went. All right, Ben, give me the Apple Podcast question or question. Apple Podcast question of the day. All right, I'm going into my second year of a new keeper league, finished third this year. I need to keep two players. Dalvin Cook, 10th pick overall. Derek Henry, ninth round. Tyreek Hill, third round. Miles Sanders, fifth round. Jarvis Landry, 16th. That's not close. You're taking Derek Henry in the ninth round. Henry in the ninth is a lock. Yeah. Miles Sanders, what round? Fifth round. That'd be my pick. And Landry's in the 10th? 16th for Landry. Oh. So you got 16th for Landry, Sanders in the fifth round. Those are close for me. I'd go Sanders. The better player is Sanders. I'd like to see who the head coach is for Cleveland before I give a final answer on that, but I'll take Sanders for now. I'll take Sanders as well. Yeah. Throw him back to Alvin Cook. All right. All right, cool. So listen, I, I wanted to read your emails. I didn't get a chance to today, but I promise we'll get them. If we have to do a big mailbag show at some point, we will. Um, I will read most of the emails that come in, uh, I, th- I hope so anyway, on the show. But I want to thank Ben Schrager and Jamie Eisenberg, and thank you all for listening and watching. I'm Adam Azer. 2020 has begun. Let's see what happens this weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.